the the more targeted you get, the the niche of the audience, and it's going to be harder for you to convert because the costs are going to go up and everything. The broader you get, it means the algorithm is going to find you people who potentially weren't interested in that product, but because your ad is so good and they're like, okay, this sounds awesome, they opt in, right? And the, and the more data that you get on that pixel early on, especially, it's going to help you scale later on. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. I'm here today with a uh, super special guest, Nick DeFlorio um, from Onyx Trading. He's an absolute beast when it comes to online courses, selling high ticket. Me and him have been uh, digital Facebook friends for you know the last two years, and uh, I'm finally keen to jump on, pick his brain, because I know he's going to bring the sauce. So Nick, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you. Cool. All right. Well, let's jump straight in, man. I guess, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of, you know, your journey over the last few years in the e-learning course space and, you know, what your current business and setup is, man. Yeah, man. So basically I'll take you back to about 2016. That's when it all started. So I was in real estate and um, had a pretty secure job, nine to five, you know, I had a good opportunity to progress my career that way. But there was a point where I was like, I saw all these ads coming on, you know, the Ty Lopez's, the Alex Becker's back in the day. And I was like, wow, man, like you can make money online. Like you really can. And um, I didn't really have any like expertise though. So I was like, look, I'll just hold off. I'll keep doing real estate. And then I learned trading through a guy in my in the real estate office. He was like a day trader. He was making like $2,000 a week on the side of his job. And I was like, dude, what is that? Like that was really where I first started learning trading. And Spent about two years trying to get profitable, you know, as you do, you know, before you sell a course, you have to be good at it yourself. You have to actually know what you're doing. So spent two years, you know, buying courses, getting coaches, losing money, researching for hours and hours, you know, as a 17, 18 year old kid, that's what you do, right? Mate. And then I got really good at trading um, and I had a lot of people around me sort of saying, teach me, teach me. Like I want to learn how to trade as well because they saw my results because I'm pretty open with trading, right? Like I'll show people the results I get and stuff like that. And um, so I basically, I started doing one-on-one coaching, man. Like everyone starts out, you know, spending time to make money, um, charging people per hour. And I just realized that that model wasn't um, going to create the flexibility and freedom that I wanted through online business. Um, so once I got profitable, I sort of said to myself, I'm going to teach a lot of people how to do it because it's very hard to get profitable as a trader. There's a lot of bullshit out there. So I wanted to make a company where... I could teach people. I'm an everyday guy like everyone else, right? So I wanted to have this like everyday person course where they can come in and learn trading without having to have a uni degree, without having to be some expert themselves. Um, and I thought I was relatable enough that people would trust me to do that for them. So that's sort of how we got here. Uh, we've been running for about four years now and man, we've, we've done really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. Well, well, tell us around kind of, you know, what's going on with, you know, with the company right now, you know, what does the team look like? Any kind of shooter numbers or, or kind of, you know, scale metric that you're happy to share? For sure, man. So I'll, we've had two different models. So when I first started out, I went the broad webinar model. So just like, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this mm. who are creating courses, right? Is that like the audience? Yeah. People with, you know, who want to create courses or someone who has an existing one that they want to scale. The biggest lesson I learned early on was that there's two sorts of funnels. You've got a broad audience funnel, which is typically where you charge around $2,000 for people to buy your program. Um, you call it like a 2K webinar, right? So it's a $2,000 product on a webinar and it keeps running 24-7. So it's evergreen. That's where I initially started because 
trading is very broad, right? It's a make money online opportunity. It's a, it's a financial product that's going to help them potentially make money, right? So you can charge about $2,000 or something like that. So we started doing that. It was about $1,497 USD, which is about $2,000 Australian. Um, within the first 12 months, dude, we had 1,500 members, right? So I did seven figures with that, that initial offer. Um, and dude, like looking back at the offer now, it was basically just a, a Canva presentation. Um, but because I knew the language of the market and what people wanted and the biggest problems and pains in the market, that's why it sold really, really well. Um, and there was an element of timing in there as well from COVID. Like this was just at the start of COVID, dude, um, where I launched. Um, so everyone was looking to make that income. So we did really, really well with that offer, um, scaled that to over a million dollars. And, um, you know, we, we've done much bigger numbers since then, but then we transitioned into the high ticket. Now, the reason we did that and we're still running that today is because with a high ticket offer, you tend to attract more serious clients, right? And I'll be the first to tell you that with trading, um, it's not easy. Um, all these people that go out there and say you can get rich overnight and they show you all these Lambos, it's all bullshit. Um, so I wanted to be that guy that was just like, look, you come here, you pay us X amount of money. So it's over about six grand, our, our program right now. Um, if you pay us that, you know, we're going to give you the program. You're going to have a community around you. Um, and basically, we're going to teach you how to trade properly. So that attracts a higher caliber client. And, and that's why we're doing that now. Obviously, we're not getting as much volume of clients, but the numbers are still really good. Um, so that, that's really the difference between the broad webinar and the high ticket. You're going to need to have a team. You're going to need to have more people working under you. It's a completely different business model. So that, that, that's the difference between them. You can literally run a 2K webinar by yourself with no team. That's what I was doing. You know, we we're doing at, at, at the height, we we're probably doing about 350 grand a month. Just me. I was running all the ads myself, shooting all the ads myself doing all of the client acquisition myself, shooting all the programs myself. Um, but now, you, you know, with the high ticket stuff, you need to be able to deliver higher quality content consistently. So you need a person that onboards them. You need a team, you need a community. So that's really important. Yeah, and a sales team as well. Um, if, you're, yeah. if you're kind of selling high tickets. So I'm keen to dive in, man, because yeah, I always, you know, try and push what, where, where possible, like clients or people, if they can sell high ticket to go down that route for, you know, a ton of the reasons that you just mentioned. So stepping back, I guess your current funnel, you know, the, the high ticket funnel right now, what does it look like in terms of, you know, traffic sources all the way to kind of, you know, getting people signed up uh, and onboarded? Yep. So for the longest period of time, um, we only went to YouTube traffic. So YouTube traffic was our only laneway oh, of traffic. Wow. Literally never touched Facebook um, until about three months ago. We literally just started Facebook ads. Now, I'll tell you straight up, the, the ROAS on Facebook, like the return on ad spend is, is a little bit higher, um, but it's really not as broad, I'd say, as YouTube. Um, uh, sorry, I should, I should rephrase that. It is broad, but YouTube has higher intent, right? Because if someone's going on YouTube and typing in uh, like mm. trading... They have a higher intent for that program opposed to someone else that's just scrolling mindlessly yep. on Facebook. Um, so you have to have different advertising, I guess, techniques and strategies for both platforms. YouTube can really scale. Like I think the most we've spent per day on YouTube ads is like maybe seven grand, eight grand a day. Um, so, you know, you can push those spends yeah, really, wow. really high. With Facebook, we're only at about $1,000 a day at the moment, which is pretty low scale. Um so yeah, they're the two traffic sources. Essentially, we run people 
to a landing page, which is just built on ClickFunnels, um, straight to a 14-minute VSL, so very short-form VSL. Um, and then they book a call with me and my team. Um, so just a, a Calendly link or a OneTub link, they book in the time that's suitable for them. And we take them through what we call a strategy session. So on that session, it's not a hard sell. It's essentially us just identifying where they're at with their trading, you know, their North Star, what's their big goal with trading. And basically, if we can help them, we'll show them how our strategies and education works. And if we believe they're a good fit, we'll, we'll show them how the program works. And mate, it's, it's worked really, really well. Love it. So just be totally clear, we're kind of doing YouTube ads and Facebook ads. Are we going to an, an opt-in before that, uh, would you say kind of 18-minute VSL, 8-minute VSL? For 14 minutes. Right? So yeah, yeah. So they go into a landing page. And this 14, is something that's okay. real. It's something that's really mm -hmm. important. People don't, they look at conversions too much and they don't look at the long game. So um, I see a lot of people, I think even with one of your offers, it goes straight to the opt-in page that has the VSL on it. Um, but I believe in building a list. Yeah. I believe in building an email list. It's email marketing, mm -hmm. direct marketing is really, really important with these offers um, because we had so many people that have jumped on the call and they're like, look, I've been seeing your ads for a year. I've been getting your emails for a year and then they sign up. So not everyone's ready to act straight away. I think there's a stat like only 10% of the markets, you know, buy already on that day. Um, so you have to build a list and keep them warm and, and basically just push your products that way as well. So that's what I believe in. Totally. Okay. So we're getting uh, into the nitty gritty now, but I think it's like, it, it's super important because, you know, if it's obviously working for you, people in another niche can, you know, basically copy or, you know, funnel hack a similar funnel with their own product and niche and messaging. So are we doing like, you know, first name, email, and then that's it. And then obviously the, the VSL on the next page with a, a booking link below that, are we collecting phone numbers on that yeah. opt-in? Yeah, no. So no phone numbers on the opt-in so far because Essentially, the only cool. reason that you'd want to um, collect a phone number on the front end opt-in is if you have a setter. So if you have someone calling them, trying to get them to book mm -hmm. an appointment. I personally found with my offer, mm -hmm. business to customer, I don't feel that setters work that well because if someone has taken the time to watch your video and haven't booked a call, they're probably not interested, right? Um, it's very different to mm. like a B2B offer, business to business. I think setters do work in that arena because you're dealing with a higher caliber client and usually there's more information to delve into. So maybe a setter would work in that essence. But for us, we don't take the phone number up front. We only get the phone numbers of people who book the call. Love it. Love it. And on that, once they book on the VSL, I, I assume kind of in the background, you know, you're sending emails is it a one call close? So, so you know, it, it, it's like a strategy session. And then on that strategy session, like you said, if you can help them, it's a good fit. You actually kind of sell them on that call into the program. Yeah, exactly. So we essentially yeah. get to the point where like, we're at the point now with our sales team where I look at the sales call as not really like a sell, like they're already sold on what we do by the time they get on the phone. What the strategy mm. call is about is about identifying if we can actually help them and if they're actually going to put the work in. And most of the time, they sell themselves into our program because, you know, we ask really good questions like, um, you know, based on what we've shown you, do you feel like this can get you to your goal? And if they're like, yeah, and then you just say, look, would, would you be open to me showing you how the program works? Are you interested in how, you know, enrolling with us works? And if they say yes, you know, that's not us pushing the, the product on them. That's them saying, yeah, I, I want to join basically. Um, and then from there, you've got a lot less um, objections instead of just trying to like, you know, come on board today for five grand. You know, a lot, a lot of these people might not even believe that your product is is worthy of getting them to their goal. So, um, 
Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't say it's a sale. Like obviously it is a sales call. You need to be a good closer to make money. But closing has come yeah, to the but, point. But it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Like because like I'll be honest, man. Like one of the big mm. things that people miss out on with courses and offers and stuff is they sell garbage that doesn't work. And if your yeah. product genuinely works, you'll be able to scale forever. Um, because like we're in a results driven business and like we care a lot about the results our members get. Because I realize if I can't get people results with our education, we can't run ads, right? Like we've got no case studies, no testimonials. So it's very important to make sure that your product mm -hmm. is, is really solid, man. Of course. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm keen to dive, you know, straight into this final strategy because obviously, you know, you've got it to work at that 2K price point now at the 7K price point as well. Yeah. So following this method, firstly, if, you know, trading obviously is a little bit of a saturated market, right? The, you know, there's courses and there's people and there's books and there's free YouTube tutorial. And I think now with the, you know, the barrier to entry of creating this stuff, pretty much everything's saturated unless it's something super new, right? Um, now, before, you know, we go into the funnel stuff, I, I guess, do you have any thoughts on, you know, how you've been able to kind of, you know, differentiate yourself? Have you even needed to or or is a marketing just so good? Do you think about how I can create my own kind of, you know, blue ocean? Um, it's a really good question. And like trading is one of the perfect examples um, because if you can succeed in the financial market selling courses, you can pretty much do it anything. Um, it's very saturated. Everyone wants to do it. Mm. And it's what it's like the top yeah. thing that everyone wants to do. Everyone wants to trade, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I think what you need to do, um, you need to know your market better than your, com your competitor. Because you got to think about this, right? Everyone sells programs, but it doesn't mean everyone does well. And I think the people that do really well, the people that know their market and have actually been in their shoes. So for example, on my ads, you know, you'll see a lot of people in Lambo saying, you know, do you want to make 30 grand a month through trading? People are used to that. They, they've seen that. They know it's scammy. And that's not what we do. We essentially go towards pain, right? So when you're selling a high ticket product, you, you tend to want to go towards the pain in that market um, because they've already tried things in that niche, right? That hasn't worked for them. So when they hear you saying, look, have you been through X, Y, Z? Are you struggling with X, Y, Z? They're like, oh, this guy understands me. I'm going to check him out. With the broad webinar, it's very opportunistic driven. So that's why you'll see like 2K products are all about, do you want to live a freedom lifestyle? Do you want to you know, sit on the beach in Bali with a laptop? Because you're targeting a really broad beginner market. But when you move to high ticket, you're dealing with more of a sophisticated buyer because they've already probably bought a few programs. So it's about your messaging and the way that you present your offer. And like, you have to be able to move them away from pain because they've already got the motivation. Like we speak to a lot of people who have the motivation to be traders. You know, you, you're never going to be able to sell someone something if they don't already have the, the goal of doing it. And I think that's what a lot of course sellers try to do. They try to like push this idea on people that it's the only way to make money when it's it's not really. But you like, does that make sense though? Like you want to sort, you, you want to tap into people who already have the goal because your, your advertisement isn't going to be able to motivate people. Like you're not going to motivate a lazy person. You know what I mean? On that point, so you said you you want to kind of you, your messaging and your ads to tap into people that already have a goal. Is this a goal specifically on you know they want to be able to have profitable trades, or is it they want to make extra income? And whether it's Amazon or drop shipping or SMMA or or finance, that's the option. Like like with the high ticket stuff, kind of which one is it? Yeah, so there's two like there's two leads to that. 
typically for you to scale an offer like really high, you want to go as broad as possible, right? So you want to be able to convert people who aren't interested in trading. That that's really the key of any business. If you can convert cold people who were never thinking about trading into trading, that's when you can scale. So you're perfectly spot on there. But there is an essence of you have to be able to sell to the people that are already in your market. So if you've got a high ticket offer, right, it's very hard for you to go get a beginner to spend seven grand, right? Because then they because they're like, I can't, I don't know what it looks like. I can't justify spending seven thousand dollars on a a niche that I've never tried. But if you get someone who's already been drop shipping and they've struggled to get to ten k a month, you know, the hook in your ad could be like, Did you try drop drop shipping and you've struggled to get to ten k a month? Here's why. Or listen up. You know what I mean? So you have to use the pain that they've already gone through. Because typically, bro, like I'll be honest, the people with pain will tend to spend more money because they they want to get rid of it. And and that's that's really the thing. So we do a bit of both. I wouldn't be lying if I said, like, we we target a broad beginner market as well. But there are already people who have been thinking about, you know, I, I want to try trading next year or I've been thinking about trading for a while. Most people that we speak to on the phone, um, we say, you know, what motivated you to book the call? They'll say to us, oh, I've been thinking about trading for three years. You know, so these are these aren't people that have just saw my ad and they're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna book a call. It's people that have the motivation already. Totally, totally. That makes sense. Well, let's kind of jump into like a you know, a hypothetical. If you were, you know, to, to lose your list, you lose your offer tomorrow, what process would you go through to kind of you rebuild a high converting, high ticket funnel just like this, right? Obviously there's a VSL aspect, there's the the click funnels funnel and and the sales team, which we'll get into a second, but from the ads and the VSL perspective, you know, if I gave you seven days, I'm like, all right, you know, you have to create magic. Kind of what does that, that process look like? Where would you start? Kind of how would you do it? Yeah. So the first thing I would do instantly is I'd, I'd look at what's the easiest and most, like the less frictional way to make money online. Because you got to remember, people don't want to put the mm-hmm. work in. You know, when you start talking about on ads, mm-hmm. you know, you got to learn for 12 months and then you'll get make money. People would rather make $500 today than 10 grand in six months. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. it's all about, you have totally, to have a really totally, low, yep. you have to have a really low friction offer that allows people to believe it's easy, simple mm-hmm. and autopilot. So I would be looking yeah. for an offer that has something to do with hands-off AI. That's if I lost my offer today, but I'd look for something that mm-hmm. had these buzzwords that are really doing well. But then I'd actually have to make sure that the product is, mm-hmm. is, is working, right? Otherwise, you're just selling bullshit. Um, so if I had seven days and we're not worrying about any of the deliverables, so it has to be simple. It has to be simple, easy. Anyone can do it. It has to be broad as fuck. Like literally like 20-year-olds can do it, 35-year-olds can do it, males, females, everywhere in the world. It has to be really broad. Um, and then what I would do is I'd work backwards. So people usually start on building the program and they start building the deliverables. You have to start on what what am I going to say on the ads, right? Because if you can't get people to click your ads, you're not going to be able to give them the deliverable. So a lot of people start their, their offers and their courses with, oh, like how am I going to get them results? And it's like, okay, you need to flip it. Like if you've got an offer, you have to start working on what is what's my messaging look like? What's my actual guarantee? What's my promise? My big promise. That's really the big one, right? It's like, what am I actually saying to people in the broad market that's going to make them want to check out what I've got? Um, so that's what I'd do. I'd find something really simple, really easy, something that anyone can do, and I'd go broad as. 
that's what I'd do. And even on that point as well, I think it's a great point to note where even, you know, a lot of people kind of start with a course or kind of, you know, what they think is a good course. And then it's, and they go back and, and figure out how to sell it. But like if you do the reverse, it's like, okay, if I had a gun to the head, I had to make the sexiest, easiest, simplest offer that that's going to yeah. attract people from a marketing perspective. Then from there, then you can add a guarantee. Then you can add a bonus that saves time. Then you can add a community, which answers questions, right? So it's like starting with that, that messaging first is what we do. And it's like, it's like, the, you know, a, a big game changer. As soon as I like, cause like, dude, I've made over, I reckon I've made over 50 VSLs. I've made over 500 ads. Like, dude, I, Every time I mm. um, change the messaging and I change, like let's just say I wanted to change the market that I'm targeting, I always start with what am I going to say on the ad? The course doesn't need to change because th- there's nothing to change on the back end. Like you, b- b- the deliverable is just how you're going to get them there. So you're completely spot on. You have to start off with, if I go to market, is this really what people want? Is it easy? Does it sound simple? Is it different? It has to be like new. Everyone wants something that's new and no one has done. Do you know what I mean? Like if you start selling mm. Shopify, Sorry, of just course, standard of course. Shopify store. Sh- shit that people have heard before, yeah. No one's going to listen to it. But if you say, I've got a new way to make money, and this is a big thing. Everyone tries to sell the products and features on the ads. They tell them exactly what the course is. So they're like, we're going to help you build a Shopify store in 10 days. How many times have you heard that? But if you come from the angle of I'm going to create like a buzzword that's like a mechanism that no one's heard, it's called a mechanism, right? So, you know, like we, we've, we've got this new method called the XYZ approach. Only 5% of the market know about it. This is the results we're getting. You know, that no one knows what the XYZ approach is. They're, they're interested. They're like, oh, shit, I want to check it out. So that, that's a really big one too, curiosity. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And even in like in the sophisticated markets, you, or, you know, that are saturated like e-com, you can use that to your advantage, right? Where it's like all the old ways, Shopify, it's dead. It doesn't work anymore. In 2024, there's a new, yeah, correct. like you said, and, and then straight away with a sophisticated market, it's like, oh, wow, you know, in, in the thing. So, okay, that's huge, man. And it's like that, that probably d- doesn't get talked about enough. It's probably like the most important thing, the mechanism and the big idea, yes. the positioning of this product. Now, going into a, a more tactical approach, let's say someone has an you know, incredible offer that gets results, they figured out that kind of unique mechanism, that, that big kind of suck the, the idea that they're going to lead with or multiple. Um, in terms of you know, production and actually getting it live, obviously you know, the, the, there's the VSLs and the ads. Let's start you know, with the VSL first. I guess, how do you think about you know, VSLs or webinars, kind of writing them out, shipping them, maybe variations, film? What's, you know, how would you do it if you were kind of starting from scratch? Yeah, so... A lot of people go out there and they and they look at VSL scripts and they try to funnel hack a lot. And um, I did that in the early days, and it can get you it can get you a few sales, and you'll you'll be able to get traffic and stuff like that. But ultimately, I'll take it back to what I said at the start. You need to know what's going on in that market. You need to know the pains and the biggest problems that they're facing, mm. and you have to know what their end goal is, right? Because if you can broaden the gap between the pains and where they are now to their goal and then insert your mechanism to get them there, they're going to book a call. So a lot of people, you have to smash on about results. Stop showing, a lot of people talk about the results of themselves or what they've done. So I always show my students results because they're all real. They're all verified. They can go call them or message them. You know what I mean? And people believe what other people have done over you. You know what I mean? Because you're the person that's saying it. So literally, like the way that, the way that I, I do a VSL is I'll do a big promise at the start. So, you know, 
Today, I'm going to show you guys XYZ, the R3 strategy that we help Bang Bang Bang. And then I'll go into, now, I know you probably don't believe mm -hmm. me at this point. So you got to you got to tell them that you know they're skeptical. And then you got to show them cold, hard proof of the guarantee or the offer or the, or the message. Right? So you'll be like, bang, bang, mm -hmm. bang. This guy did it. Yep. And when you say results, you have to you have to mention the person, right? So, you know, John here from Adelaide, he works full time because then they're like, oh, he's just like me. Um, if you just say one of our students did 10 grand, yeah. it's like, it's not personal. So I always go, there's nothing. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I always go big promise, massive results. So I show massive proof, like really you have to show a lot of proof. And then I'll get into where they are now. So mm -hmm. pain, massive pain. You have to build pain on a VSL. Different to a webinar. Like we can talk about that if you want, but the VSL has to be driven towards pain. Here's why you're struggling. I know where you're at. You know, you're spending all this money on ads and you're not getting any clients. Mm -hmm. You're jumping on sales calls. No one's showing up. And then you have to go to, here's how our mechanism mm -hmm. helps solve that, right? And then essentially, you don't sell the products and features though. Mm -hmm. You just tell them what the mechanism is going to allow them to get. So essentially for us, it's like, imagine waking up in the morning, checking your trades and you've got five winners. You know, we're not saying the strategy is good because it has X, Y, Z. Because people don't buy into that. They buy into the feeling of mm -hmm. waking up in the morning and seeing the winning trades, right? So once you get into mm -hmm. like what it can do for them, then you go to more results. So you back it up all again. And then you go into just a, a quick call to action. It's, it's not that hard and you don't have to overcomplicate it. And a lot of the time, and I used to make this error, I used to go on about my story a lot. So you know how a lot of VSLs and webinars are like, you have to have your story and this- I was this there too. Yeah, this Russell yeah, Brunson. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Like, no one believes yeah. that shit. No one cares about it. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it, it's all about yeah. what can you do for I'm, me? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, you're like everybody's heard those those stories, Boren. It's like, yeah, you know, you've heard a hundred. Um, do people really care? Whenever I'm watching something, it's like, oh, yeah, I started out just like you. I don't give. You, but like, yeah, I, it's cool, but it's like, give me the meat and bones, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what I mean by like, you got to dangle the carrot. You have to dangle the carrot, you know. People always give away a free training and it's like, doesn't matter what you teach them on that VSL, it's not going to help them, right? So stop training them on the VSL. Tell them the benefits of if they do jump on a call, what they're going to get. And I think that's the big thing. It's like stop selling products and features on the VSL or the webinar. You got to sell the transformation, you know, the juice. What, what's, the actual, what, like, what's the actual squeeze going to give up? And I think that's the big thing. Yeah. And on that point, this is like a, a little bit of a niche question. So sorry, the listeners, if this isn't relevant, but it probably will be is like, where do you draw the line between kind of n not delivering, you know, too much value or complexity or information in the VSL where you, there's like information overload or you're kind of giving away the farm, but also being able to show differentiation, right? Because as an example, like with your offer, you'd, you'd be like, you have you tried all these trading systems that don't work and you have this problem and this problem? Well, you know, my unique system is like this kind of how far deep into the uh, explaining or the expansion of the mechanism do, do you go right this kind of um, yeah so a big tip is always just break it down into three pillars you know the power of three always works and it, it is a good question and it does take you time to really understand because there has been moments where i've given a, way too much out on the vsl and and this is something that every marketer will go through you think you think that they're gonna appreciate it and they're gonna want to book a call but your goal is to get clients on the phone with a VSL. It's not to teach them anything because if you teach them something, 
most people are just going to be like, okay, I've learned heaps off this guy. I'm going to go test it myself, right? But they don't know enough to get results with what you've taught them. So they think your strategy doesn't work. Does that make sense? So when you're doing the three pillars, you essentially want to go towards like um, three things that will take them away from their pain. So for example, with us, most traders, when they go into the market, they trade at a one-to-one risk-to-reward ratio, which means they risk $100 to make $100, okay? So basically, they're going 50-50 with the market. So the way that I explain it is like, I'm like, our strategy is a three-to-one, meaning that every $100 of risk that you take, you're looking to make $300 more, which means that even at a 30 or 40% win rate, you could literally lose more trades than you win and make money. Um, so that's essentially like the logical sell that we do. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. And kind of a, a little bit of a technical question, but when you're doing the VSL, do you kind of script it out word for word? Do you have like canvas slides that that you walk through from, from a production perspective? How do you do it? Yeah. I've tried the word for word stuff. Personally, for me, it doesn't work. So what I will do is I'll script it. Yeah. I'll script it. I'll build the the slides. And then I will let the slides guide mm-hmm. me through the VSL. Um, so like cool. I like building, mm-hmm. I build all yeah. the slides myself because I want to know exactly what is on the next page. So that's how I do yeah. it. So I'll write like a general, just a general script that like the pain points and the benefits I want to cover. And then I'll build the slides visually myself on Canva. And then I'll shoot it live, raw, no scripting. Like I'll just go off the top of my head. And like sometimes you have to shoot it five or six times before you're like, okay, that's the one. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Love it. And um, on that point, is it j- just voiceover Canva? Do you have your, your face in the VSL too? No face. T- I've tested the face. I've tested no slides. I personally believe that you want their attention on the slides. You want them to sort of be watching this movie rather than watching you. Because with body language, right, people tend to gravitate towards looking at you and, and, and because body language is like 60% of it. So if you're on there doing this and talking, they're not really focusing on the actual movie that you're trying to get them through. Does that make yeah. sense? The screenshot. Yeah, totally. Totally. Exactly. Totally. Makes, makes a ton of sense. It, it forces them to, to focus on that. Okay. Love it. Well, that's awesome. So kind of script it at high level, put it into Canva, record the voice, and people can Google search how to set up a, a ClickFunnels funnel. It's kind of, you know, pretty easy yeah. to do. When it comes to, you know, driving traffic there, right? So so you mentioned YouTube ads. I'm really curious around kind of what your what your strategy looks like. A- again, you know, we have blank canvas, seven days, gun to the head, new offer. How would you approach kind of cracking YouTube ads, you know, from the beginning? Everything from angles, ad production, targeting, setup, even kind of like budget and scaling and tracking. So just kind of, you know, give us the farm on exactly kind of what you would do. Yeah, so if I was starting again from scratch, like YouTube ads, you got to remember these people are watching videos that they just want to watch, right? So you have to really, like you have to be high energy on YouTube ads, right? Because you've really got the first three seconds to catch them. So it's all about the hook, but it's also about not boring them throughout your script, right? Like a lot of people go on about, again, their story. I was just like you and people are like, oh, I've heard it before. You know, so you want to jump in straight away with a big hook, a big promise, and then here's how we did it. And then it's like you're showing your mechanism throughout that way. What was the other question? So you asked for the ads, um, the budgets. Look, people try to spend $10, $15, $20 a day on well, budgets. Well, Nick, Nick, maybe let's stay on the creative for a section. I can go to the media buying later. So are you testing kind of like different hooks with the same body 
and kind of, you know, what do those scripts look like? Maybe we can dive a little bit into kind of actually, you know, producing the, the, the angles and the scripts and the creatives first. I realized my, my question was pretty broad. So, so you want to keep the, the, the first initial ads pretty short, right? So about, I'd, I'd say about a minute, 52 minutes. Essentially, how you want to break it up is you want to do a massive book, right? You want to do a little bit about how the product works, but without giving them the full thing, right? Just enough so they're like, okay, I've got to check out this training. You do massive results that mechanism has achieved. So it's hook, story, results, call to action, and then you want to get rid of all objections. So you want to be like, now I know you're probably thinking X, Y, Z. Here's why. And then you go through a little bit more of a story, more results, and then another call to action. So it's not that complicated. And I think the thing with ads is a lot of people, they try to, they like lose themselves on the ad, right? They lose the energy because they're, they're focusing on the words that they say. A lot of advertising is about, are you, do you look different? Do you sound like you know what you're talking about? And are you genuine about the product? Um, because there's been days where I've been tired and I've shot ads, dude, and they just, they bomb. They don't do well. But when you're in a state where you know exactly what you're going to say, you know the hook and you're like, you've got a lot of body language on the ad, they do really well. So how do I shoot them? Dude, like most of my best performing ads, I'll be honest, have been shot on a shitty little camera with one ring light. Um, and I edit them myself. It's not about, it's not about how it looks. It's about the framework and the message. It's how you make them feel. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people try to do you know, four or five ads at the start that are really high quality and they, they might get a videographer, but because you don't know if the messaging is going to work yet. Yeah. Because you don't know if the messaging is going to work yet, you're going to be burnt out to make more ads. So I like doing, I like finding a winning ad first. And then what I'll do is I'll make four or five variations of that exact ad, but with different hooks. Does that make sense? Totally. And then you're just kind of testing and... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because like, you know, most of my best ads, you know, some ads have got three, four million views. They're literally the exact same ad as ones that have 200,000, but it's just a different hook. It's the same story, the same mechanism, yeah. the same call to action, but just a different hook in a different yeah. shirt. Um, and I think you need to yeah. test out some people, like I've had a lot of success with like walking around just on my phone. Those ads work really well. But I do think in the future, high quality ads will, will make a difference because everyone's used to really high quality content now. You know, you've seen social media. Um, basically, if I see something that's low quality on my feed, I won't watch it. I only like watching high quality um, content now. So, you know, we are really getting into more high quality content now. Like I've just got a new place. I'm going to set up the entire studio so I can just turn on ads and shoot it. Um, and it's going to look sick. But if you're starting out, don't worry too much about it. Cool. So maybe let's say, you know, someone has a, a VSL in Canva, awesome offer. They've shipped, you know, maybe like five to 10 different ads, different hooks, testing different messaging. When it comes to the media buying side on YouTube, right? That they have, you know, five raw assets. What does the targeting look like? What does the actual ad, you know, ad setup look like very simple you know and this is going to be a shock to a lot of people um so for the first multi multiple seven figures we did I, I ran all the ads myself i didn't really know much about ads i didn't know much about targeting it's not about you're not going to be able to get the the identic, identical targeting the targeting is like the last thing that, that that is the least of your worries if your messaging and offer is good you will be able to convert cold traffic and you really want to go broad with your targeting. So for example, like the best keyword that we ever advertised with was just trading. That is it. 
literally yeah. just trading as a wow. keyword. You know, you don't have to get too in depth in terms of the targeting because the the more targeted you get, the the niche of the audience, and it's going to be harder for you to convert because the costs are going to go up and everything. The broader you get, it means the algorithm is going to find you people who potentially weren't interested in that product, but because your ad is so good and they're like, okay, this sounds awesome, they opt in, right? And the and the more data that you get on that pixel early on, especially, it's going to help you scale later on. Totally. And this is, again, a little bit of a niche question, but I'm nerding out is, are you optimizing for book calls? Are you optimizing for, for leads at the start? Because you know, there's a few different thoughts around kind of the initial you know, optimization and kind of what the goal of the campaign is. Yeah. So when you're starting out, you need to optimize for leads um, because that's going to affect the cost throughout your whole funnel, right? If you, The lower the cost of the lead, the lower the cost of the call, right? But at, at the stage that we're at now, we've got a lot of data on the pixel. We optimize for the book call, okay? But when you're starting yeah. out, you want to optimize always for leads, I feel. Because if you can get as much data as possible, you're going to be able to optimize the funnel and everything better. Yeah. If you've only got 10 leads coming in a week, right, when you start ads, you, you think something's wrong with your funnel, yeah. but it's just you don't have enough people, literally. Because um, you got to look at conversion yeah. rates, right? Yeah, yeah. If you, if you get 100 clicks and you're converting at a 20% opt-in, 20 people are going to jump on to your training, right? 50% of them aren't going to watch the mm -hmm. training. So you've only got 10 people that have watched your training. The conversion rate on a, a, a webinar is like 1% to 2%. The conversion rate on a VSL is like 20% of them should book a call. So you should have about two book calls with 100, 100 leads, right? Um, that's essentially what we look at. Yeah, wow. Okay, so, so kind of broad interest targeting, you know, one keyword, you know, one or two keywords and just really kind of testing different creatives at the start, optimizing for leads. And then, you know, once you're pumping volume and, and, and the pixels sees and it kind of knows who it is, you can start going for the call. Man, that makes uh, that makes total sense. I, I love it. Now, one thing I'd, I'd love to jump in into as well is actual closing side, right? Because we have, you know, even with, you know, with some clients, we're getting calls for like disgusting numbers, like, like $8 per, per like qualified booked call. But maybe the the close rate isn't that high because you know there is that that sales process, right? And as you know, I, I don't know how many uh, beginners you've worked with, but there's so many people where it's like you know they'll ask one question, oh hey, you know what made you book the call? Oh this, oh well, let me show you the program, bang bang bang, and they're just kind of selling right straight away, and usually the conversion doesn't work. And I see that literally, you know, people that have sold millions of dollars in you know real estate or other stuff can't get it to work with with courses so obviously you know you have a, a sales team now under you i, I know because you told them i assume at the start you were probably taking them to learn so tell us kind of firstly before that that call kind of what that reminder process looks like because you know no shows especially in, in b2c are a big thing and then you know what that actual kind of call structure looks like to make sure that like you said you're getting the right people on and also that that kind of you know close rate uh, on the call is where you need it to be. Yeah, so straight away, like you need a good survey. You need a survey that it doesn't qualify them too much because people are getting a lot smarter, right? Like they're, they're not going to tell you how much they make a month exactly. They're not going to tell you that they have the resources exactly. People know that you've got something to sell. So if I was starting out a, a core funnel again, what I would do is I'd just ask simply, do they have an interest? Are they the, are they the decision maker? And Do they have the need right now? Right, and, and also you can ask, do you have the financial resources if it is the right fit? Four questions. 
Um, and then what you want to do is you want to have like two, e- two, one text reminder, one email reminder. I see a lot of people doing like 15 minutes before, an hour before, two hours before. Dude, if, if I got five or six reminders for something, I'd be like, fuck this, dude. You know what I mean? Like it's too much. I, f- I feel like you look like you're too hungry for the sale and a lot of people won't show up for that. One thing I will say though is no shows will never go away. It's always going to be part of the business. Um, we typically get about a 40% no-show rate, right? So 60% of people will show up, 40% won't. And like we've tried everything. We've tried WhatsApp calls. We've tried um, we've tried voice notes. We've tried the whole lot, dude. We've tried it all. It's, it, it will never go away. Um, <clears throat> once I get on the call, it's a really simple script. And I try to get my guys to be really natural. Essentially, what you want to do is you want to identify why they're on the phone, right? What, why are they actually on the phone? Why did they take the time out of their day to book a call? Then you want to go through essentially an overview of what they've done in the past to try and get to where they want to be, right? So for example, if it's a Shopify um, course, you'll be like, cool. So tell me, have you, have you tried Shopify before? What does that look like? And they'll go on. You just want to listen. They'll go on about all the problems, all the courses they've bought, everything that's happened. And essentially, your goal is to get a, a, as much pain and information out of them to really understand for yourself, can we help them, right? Because if they say to you, I've done a program that's pretty similar to yours, right? For example, like the person who's selling the course, then you know that your course might not be able to help help them, right? And it's pretty it's pretty much not a good fit. But if you've got someone who's like, they've tried something that's completely wrong and you know that doesn't work and you know that your product can help them, then it's all about just getting their massive goals out. So once you, once you get all the pain, it's about building up their, their future pacing, right? So where do you want to be? How much do you want to make a month? What does that look like? What will that do for you? How long have you been thinking about that? Why do you want to do that? All of these questions really get them in a buyer state. And then you want to essentially just ask them, you know, are you happy for me to show you how we work? Take them through a really short presentation, basically showing them how your product and mechanism works and how it's going to help them get there. And then you want to put it back on them, you know, based on what I've shown you on a scale of one to 10, one being not interested, 10 being this is exactly what I need. Where are you at? And if they give you eight, nine or 10, you know, that's, pretty much a sale, right? If they say six, seven or eight, you can say, awesome. Do you mind telling me like what would get you to a, a seven, eight or 10, uh, seven, eight, nine or 10? And they'll, they'll basically tell you what, what they don't like about the program or they might say to you, I don't have enough information. And then that's when you have to sort of help them with getting that information. So it's a really, it's a really consultative process. It's, it's not about selling them a program straight away. So that's how we do it. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. And then in terms of, you know, kind of collecting payments or payment plan and kind of payment processes, things like that. How do you guys work like, like in that arena? Is it something you guys find or even financing kind of, what does that look like for you guys? Yeah. So I don't like doing the finance option. I feel like if they can't afford it, we don't want to put them in financial hardship to go yeah. seven grand out. Yeah. Like yeah. If they can't afford it, Same. man, especially with trading and stuff like that, they're going to need capital to trade. And we like dealing with people who have finances. Basically, we don't, we don't want to put anyone in a bad situation. So that, that's what we, we use Stripe. And essentially, if, if we take the payment over the phone, if they're comfortable doing that, if they're not comfortable doing that, which most of the time they, they are really comfortable doing that, um, we'll just send them a Stripe link and, and they do it over the phone. That way we can help them get on board straight away. We show them the community. We show them the program. We give them tips on how to maximize their results. Um, and man, like, you know, we've got like an 86% pass rate on our course. So 86% of people that buy our program complete the full thing, right? And in the e-learning community, that's really high. You know, mo- most of the time I- I've heard of offers 
60% of people that buy things never even open up the first module. Um, so you want to create a program and a deliverable that um, sort of motivates them at the start. You want to get them a quick win. So for us, the, the, the first part of the course, and I'll just jump into this because it's important. The first part of the course is all about mindset and then getting their expectations correct. Um, because once they get to the end of the program, if they realize they're not going to start making money tomorrow, they actually start learning properly, right? If you, if you tell them you're going to make money next week, all they're thinking about in their head is the dollars and, and how quick they're going to get that investment back. So for us, I, I like rewiring them and making mm -hmm. them just understand that trading isn't easy and you're going to have to put in some hard work. So basically, the whole premise of, of, of online business is you want to sell them what they want and then teach them what they need. Does that make sense? Totally. Totally. So you, you sell the dream. You sell what's capable. You don't promise them anything though. You don't guarantee that they're going to get profitable overnight. We don't make any promises. We basically tell people, you're going to be trading yourself. We're going to teach you a strategy that works. We're going to educate you correctly, but we can't guarantee you a thing. Right? And when you say that, they're like, okay, these guys are actually upfront and genuine. And I think a lot of people, they promise too much because if, if someone gets three weeks into your program and they're like, fuck, I haven't made any money yet. It's not because your program doesn't work. It's like the expectations were too high to start with. Yeah, man, that makes total sense. Well, this has been freaking awesome, man. I, I, I feel like, you know, I should be paying you for this. You've just given us the entire farm of what's working for you right now. Literally, you know, obviously, obviously create a product that works, come up with like a sexy, unique angle hook that's really, really attractive and different to everything else. You know, a Canva VSL template in the funnel and then testing all these different, different YouTube ads with broad keywords, I guess. You know, in, with that in mind, if someone, you know, uh, wants to launch their own online course product or they already have one, wants to scale, are there any other kind of like words or wisdom or advice you would give to people if they're just starting out to help them kind of, you know, to the scale that they want? Yeah. And a lot of people won't say this, but it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of hard work. Just because your first few ads or your first few VSLs don't work, it doesn't mean that the offer is broken. It doesn't mean that you're not going to make money. I think this is the big thing. People think they're going to, people spend 10 hours on a VSL, they launch it and, it and it bombs and they think, you know what, it's just no one wants this offer. No, it's not that. You're about 50 hours away of hard work from getting it right. And, and that's the truth about it. Like the amount of times that I've been up three in the morning, four in the morning, going over my VSL, making sure everything's intact, people you have to realize that to be a course seller at the high level that actually gets people results, it's a lot of hard work. So, um, but it's, it's really rewarding, dude, because we get to see people succeed. Not everyone succeeds, but we get to see people succeed and you can make really good money and it's a great business model, right? You've got no overhead. Um, so you've got no, you don't need an office. You can run it all remote. It's a really good profit margin because it's, you've got no products you have to hold. You know what I mean? It's information that you're selling. So, you know, go at it. You got to put in a lot of hard work at the start, but once you know what you're doing, like at my level now, I can sort of just think of a VSL and I'll know how to make it work. And that's really the level that you want to get to. Yeah, love it. Well, I know you're kind of focused in the trading space, but if anyone kind of you know wants to reach out to you, maybe you know do some joint ventures, I know in our group chat you're potentially looking at like partnering with some people or or things like that, or even you know just to follow what you do. Where can people find you? Where can they reach out to you? Yeah, for sure. So you'll find me on Instagram, Mick DeFlorio. Um, you'll find me on Facebook. That's where I'm, I am mostly. Just give me an ad, give me a message. I'm happy to help out. If you've got a really good offer and you're struggling to launch it, I'm happy to help out and take a cut. Like that's, you know, I, I know what I'm doing so I can help with that. But essentially, man, I, I am really focused on what we're doing. I, I really want to be a massive trading education company. So I'm really dialed in on that.
and next year is going to be huge. But yeah, you can find me online, guys. I'm, I'm a nice guy. I'm happy to happy to talk to all of you. Yeah, cool. So, and what is the plan for next year, bro? What you got cooking up? So I'm just building out a new program. So like, I like updating the program every year, um, just to make sure the quality's there. The crisp, it's very crisp. You know, better cameras, better audio comes out. I like making sure that it feels new when a member comes in, right? It feels like it's state of the art. So I'm just finishing up that. That'll be released early next year. Um, and then, yeah, I think next year we're going to try to broaden the market a little bit, move away from just traders who are struggling and really try to go massive broad again, but still high ticket. Um, so, you know, we've got four closers at the moment, four sales guys. I think we want to try to get to like eight next year, double it. And um, yeah, just just take it as it comes, man. Uh, you know, I, I like just working hard and just seeing the results. Love it. Cool. All right, guys. Well, I'll leave links to, to Nick's social profiles and obviously his, his trading uh, course platform below. Check it out. This Nick, man, this was awesome. I really appreciate you coming on, man. This was awesome. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening.